When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. This episode is sponsored by the Widow Squad membership community, a community that gives you the resources, inspiration, and camaraderie to help widows move through grief and create the life that they deserve. This is an online membership where we bring together widows for support and encouragement to grow, learn, and share so that they can create life on their own terms. In this group, you will have access to our full content library, monthly workshops, guest speakers, exclusive resources, special events, and so much more. If you're feeling lost, if you're feeling alone, this is the place for you. Sign up and get more information at widowsquad.com. That's widowsquad.com. And we'll see you on the inside. On episode 152 of the podcast, I had the pleasure of interviewing Anita Coyle. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, you can pause this one and come back to it if you want to. But anyway, I asked Anita a question that I ask so many widows because it's a question that I always wanted answered as a new widow. And that was, what did you turn to to help you get through those first few months after your husband passed away? That's really one of the main focuses of Widow 180, the podcast. How do people get through that pain and how do they cope with the loss of their loved one? I want to know because maybe it's something I could try too. Maybe what they're doing can help me as well. I'm always searching for that answer and passing it on to you guys. Well, I asked Anita that very question. What did you do to help cope those first few months? And she said for her, it was physical exercise, moving her body. It was running and swimming and cycling and being outside, moving the grief out of her body. This I love, of course. Then she went on to tell me that she had to ask for help with the kids sometimes so that she could have that time to herself. She had signed up for some races and 10Ks and things, and she was training and she sometimes needed babysitters. But she said that she also felt like people would look at her as if she was being selfish for asking for help. Has this happened to you? Because this happened to me all the time. Like so many of us, she was worried about what other people would think of her. And I know I felt that way too. I, I felt like people would think that I was being selfish for asking for that time for myself. Was she being selfish? 
Did she really need to spend that time away from her kids? Is she avoiding things at home if she leaves to go out for some exercise? This is so common. These are the thoughts that we think about. Our minds go directly to these negative thoughts, right? We assume that people are judging us. We assume that people are thinking certain things about us. We also assume that people should know what we need because if they loved us, if they know us, then we assume that they know exactly what we need. This whole conversation with Anita coincided with our book club reading in The Widow Squad. In our book club, we just finished reading the book, The Four Agreements, a Toltec wisdom book by Don Miguel Ruiz. Have you read this book? It's a really good book. So anyway, in this book, The Four Agreements, it talks about the source of our limiting beliefs and how they rob us of joy and create needless suffering. The Four Agreements are basically a code of conduct that we can follow to end this needless suffering and help us experience more happiness and more freedom from our limiting thoughts. Well, the third agreement in this book is called Don't Make Assumptions. Don't make assumptions. Naturally, I read this and I started thinking about how this applies to widows. And this does apply to widows in so many different ways. We assume things about ourselves all the time. We assume that we should be feeling better by now. We assume that we shouldn't be feeling so sad at this point if, say, it's been a year that your spouse passed away. We assume that we can handle everything on our own, that we can work full-time and raise the kids and shop and cook and clean and be freaking Wonder Woman and be the emotional support slash counselor for everyone in the family too. We assume we can do it all, but we're really fooling ourselves. But most of what we assume revolves around the other people in our lives. An example of this is the conversation that I just had with Anita on the podcast, where we talked about how we assume that people should know what we need or what we need help with. We assume that they will know what we're feeling or going through, and they just don't. And let me just tell you, even if they know you well, even if they love you, if it's your mom or your sister or your best friend or whatever, even if they've been through loss themselves, they still don't know exactly what you need because everyone's situation is different and we all grieve differently. Some people may crave solitude and isolation so they can process their thoughts. Other people may crave being surrounded by a lot of people because they don't want to be alone. You don't know how you're going to feel until you actually go through it. You've never done this before. So It's a mistake for us to assume that our loved ones should know what to do with us because sometimes we don't even know what to do with us. That's why it's so important that when you do find something that helps you, you do find a healthy way of coping. Let others know what you need and if you need any help, tell them what you need. In the book, The Four Agreements, it says, we make assumptions about what others are doing or not doing or thinking We take it personally, and then we blame them. We misunderstand and react by sending emotional poison and creating a whole big drama for nothing. And this can happen with our family relationships, our relationships with our kids, with our friends especially. 
Here are another couple of examples. Let's say your friends got together and planned a special girls' night out for you guys. They want to take you out and buy you a million drinks and do shots and go dancing and, quote, leave all of your cares behind, right? Now, this is super thoughtful. This is coming from the heart. But what if you really needed and wanted desperately was just a girls' night in You just want to stay at home. You don't feel like getting drunk. You don't want to go out dancing. You just want to stay home and relax and have a nice conversation, maybe over a bottle of wine with your friends and talk. Another scenario is the exact opposite of that. It's when your friends just leave you alone because they don't know how they can help. And maybe they see you around and you look totally fine, like you got this and you're doing so well now. They think, look at her, she's smiling, she's fine. She doesn't need anything or she would ask, right? So they don't offer because you look fine. And you don't ask because you assume several things and the thoughts start swirling in your head like, they might think I'm weak if I ask that. Or they'll think, I'm not a good mom if I do that. Or they'll think, I'm incapable of handling life if I do that. You don't want people to think bad things of you. Nobody does. But you see, these are made up assumptions. None of these thoughts are true. The suffering that you are feeling is because of the made up thoughts in your own head. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? How the human mind works, how the human mind manipulates things against ourselves, not for ourselves, but against us. I mean, haven't we been through enough, for God's sake? If our loved ones tell us something or do something, we make assumptions. If they don't tell us something or don't do something, we still make assumptions to fill in those gaps. Let's say your best friend doesn't call you for a whole week to check in on you. You assume a million and one things. She doesn't care about you. She doesn't think what you're going through is important. She doesn't want to hear you complain. She thinks you should be over it by now. When really, she was just sick and not feeling well, and it had nothing to do with you. In the Four Agreements book, it talks about the way to not make assumptions is to ask questions, right? It's pretty easy. Make sure you communicate with the people in your life. And if you don't understand something, ask. That's all. Just ask. Also, Find your voice to ask for what you want or need. I talked to Anita about this and I told her that was very brave of her to ask for help because a lot of people don't. And if we don't ask for help, then our mental state suffers. Find your voice to ask for what you want. And they may tell you yes or they may tell you no, in which case still don't make assumptions. Just move on. That was the main message of the chapter of this book. With clear communication, your relationships will change. Things will be better with other people. But don't forget to check in with yourself now and then too. Catching ourselves making those assumptions about what we can or can't handle is vital. So pay attention to this. This is a habit we are all guilty of. Everybody does this. It's not terrible. It's just part of being human. But our lives would be so much less complicated if we can change it. And if you start to pay attention to it, you can change it.
don't make assumptions. I loved reading this book. I thought it was a great book. Go ahead and check it out. What was even better was this book club. (laughs) I've never been in a book club before, and it was awesome. The discussions that we had, there were such great insights and deep conversations that came out of this group. And then, of course, we went off topic with other widow things as that happens, but it was awesome. It was great. I loved it. And I know you would love it too. We're going to be voting soon on our next book choice. So get into the widow squad and come in and join us. Now is the time. It would be so great to have you there. And I know you would love it. So join us at widowsquad.com. You can get more information and sign up there, widowsquad.com. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it gave you some things to think about. Let me know what you think about this episode. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at jen at widow180.com. Okay, until next week, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180, the community, on YouTube at Widow 180, the channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a 10-step checklist, head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.